Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. There's an old Chinese curse that says, May you live in interesting times. Um, some people might wonder why that's a curse. And the answer is quite simply that when you live in the midst of tumultuous times, those incidents in the world draw you into them, make you part of them, pull you away from everything else and become that which is at the forefront of your consciousness. Right now, we live in interesting and tumultuous times. I read an article in the newspaper yesterday that said, we now live with the highest number of displaced persons in the world since World War II. Uh, to give you an idea of the amount of instability, uh, rancor, and hostility that's going on in the world right now. Now, people have choices to make in their lives. And if you watch the news on TV, what you see in the news is mainly the actors in the drama of the world that lead to the instability and the hostility that we're talking about. They don't cover the non-hostile. And if they do, it's very limited. They're covering the areas of conflict and aggression. And right now, the areas of conflict and aggression in the world are severe. Now, for each of us, we are obviously uh, brought into contact with these areas of conflict and aggression. And because of the nature of communications now, the entire world has been shrunk so that we know of the conflicts and aggressions in the Middle East, in Africa, in the Far East, and anywhere else where anything is going on. We become privy to it. So, here we are in times when conflict and aggression it is, a, is at a really high point in the world. And we are constantly being bombarded with the nature of it. And we're constantly being bombarded with 
its import if we pay any attention uh, to the national media. Uh, yesterday and the day before, there was only one story on all of the news channels, and it was running 24 hours. Well, you would think that that's very important. Let me put forth a simple question. If the world is at peace and there is conflict and aggression inside of you, if the world is at peace yet you are internally chaotic, what's the state of the world? What's the state of existence? If we talk about the state of existence, what are we talking about? Are we talking about you? Or are we talking about that which we encounter? There are two states of existences going on here simultaneously. And we have to decide the kind of credence that we're going to give to each one. There's an internalized state of existence... And then there's an external state of existence with all kinds of actors playing all kinds of roles. And we have to decide if that means anything to us. Or are we capable of leaving the external chaos outside of ourselves and becoming peaceful inside of ourselves? And the next question is, what is the effect of becoming peaceful inside of yourself? Could it be that if more and more people chose the path of becoming peaceful inside of themselves, then all of a sudden what we would see on the outside would be more and more peace? And, of course, less and less to report by the international media. How do we stay within a circle of protection within ourselves while the world is chaotic. Well, that brings another question to bear that runs simultaneously with the question of why the world while the world is chaotic. Isn't life chaotic as you even bring it down to our own personal being? Don't we have to deal with chaotic situations in our own existence on a regular basis? Lack of money can make people chaotic. Illness can make people chaotic. Interpersonal relationships that explode can make people 
chaotic. There's so much chaos going on within our tiny little sphere that sometimes it makes the larger chaotic sphere that's going on almost irrelevant. Why? Because of the incredible strength that personal, emotional difficulty attaches to us and the upheaval that it causes within us. So, if we don't have enough internal upheaval to make us nuts, we now have the world to make us nuts. If, if we attach to it. Now, when you are going through an internal upheaval, try to detach from it and see if it works. See if deep financial difficulties can be relieved by meditation. Or if your gut is churning so bad that it doesn't seem to work no matter how hard you try. See if when there is a uh, relationship problem and the relationship explodes and the pain of that relationship exploding is so deep whether internal meditation can do away with it. What I have found in my experience is these emotional upheavals are no different than stab wounds. They're no different than being shot. They're no different than being cut. And these things take time to heal. In the same way, the emotional upheaval takes time to heal. You can do all of the talking about it and and all of the therapy about it, but without the passage of time, nothing's going to happen. So, there is a need for your own attempt to heal it. In the same way that you bandage a wound, you have to be able to realize the reality of these emotional upheavals have nothing to do with the core of who you are, of what you are, of the essence of yourself. Yet, we're not so in touch with our essence that we aren't incredibly affected by the near essence, the part, the rest of us, the part that's that we live with most of the time. Um, I could ask you a question, like, "What's on your mind?" Now, it's a quick, tra- it's a trick question. Why? Because you're not your mind. And as soon as you try to answer the question, what's on your mind, you are now being distracted and pulled into another world of chaos that has nothing to do with you. Well, we have to ask ourselves that question. And we have to understand 
that it's a trick question. And we have to look at what's going on in our mind and understand that it has nothing to do with the essence of ourselves. How is what's going on in the world affecting you? It's another trick question. You are in a state of resplendent peace unless you allow the chaos to upset you. But how does the chaos upset you? Because you attach yourself to it somehow. You take sides. You become one part of it or the other part of it. If you can remove yourself from the illusory world, then there are no sides. There's only God. And if you can see the space where there's only God, then that space is peaceful. We say over and over and over, only God exists. But we're constantly in turmoil about that which is not God. And we rationalize why it's important. Only God exists, but this is important. Only God exists, but this is important. Only God exists, but, 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 but. Unless there's peace on the inside, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. There can be peace on the outside, and chaos can still be tantamount on the inside. Think back to your teenage years and the turmoil of those years between the ages of 13 to 17, 18. When you're trying to navigate the way through the world and the difficulty of that navigation because you have no idea what you're doing, you have no idea where you are, and you have no idea how to do it And, for the most part, in this country, we have very little guidance for people that age. Because the country refuses to guide. The country, in its educational system, refuses to look at what's important as to the growth of individuals. How many classes do you have in high school on the internal dialogue that's going on within you. How many classes do you have in high school about your attitude towards the understanding of why you've been created? And most people don't go beyond high school. And why isn't an understanding about internal dialogue And the fact that one is going on in each and every one of us, and that's what we're closest to in the entire realm of existence, how come we don't talk about it? How come we never bring it up? How come we we don't even know about it? We don't realize that this internal dialogue that we're having can be changed. We don't realize that this internal dialogue that we're having can be taken from remorse to peace, from resentment, to peace, from anger, to peace. 
how come this isn't a topic that's discussed everywhere? And how come it isn't explained to us that the internal dialogue is an illusion until it gets to the point of peace? Why isn't this everyday conversation? Why are people allowed to run around out of control, semi-crazy, not knowing they can do anything about it? I find it, I find it quite incredible. Yet, that's the nature of the state of affairs within the world. It's only in tiny little rooms and tiny little places that this is ever brought up. When I sat with Baal Mohayadeen, if there were 200 people in the room, that was a big day. Well, 200 people out of a metropolitan area of 3 million who were interested about what was going on inside of them? 200 people out of a metropolitan area of 3 million who are interested in knowing how to find their way out of their internal chaos? There's all the chaos you want out there. If you want to take it from the world, you can take it from the world. If you want to take it from religion, you can take it from religion. If you want to take it from politics, you can take it from politics. If you want to take it from economics, you can take it from economics. Each different scenario will promise you world peace and will promise you utopia. You want economic utopia? Go to Marx. You want religious utopia? Go to any one of the religions and they'll explain to you how if they conquer the world, the world will be fine. If you want political utopia, go to different sorts of political systems that tell you if you enter that political system, we'll have utopia in the world. You're not going to have utopia in the world. Period. Every one of them is lying. And every one of them has self-motives that have nothing to do with you. The first thing that happens when you enter into a utopian system is you find somebody very harsh telling you what to do. And then after a while, if you don't listen, they kill you. That's the nature of utopian systems. Run away and find yourself. Timothy Leary didn't give such a bad advice. He just didn't know what he was talking about. He just happened to hit on the right words by accident. Drop out and tune in. Drop out how? Tune into what? He had no idea. But there are people who have an idea. There are people who know. There are people who've actually done it. And I saw one of them. And I lived with one of them. And he showed us how to do it. But do we have the courage not to be involved in all of the things with open mouths that are screaming at us? Be involved with me. Be involved with me. Help me. You must be part of this cause. You must be part of that cause. There are no causes. God is the only cause. And God rules. And nothing exists but God. And if we wave his banner, we make a mistake. We have to pray that he waves our banner. (laughs) We have to pray that somehow he assists us. So we need to become not involved and at the same time 
incredibly involved internally. We need to come uninvolved in the world and involved in the truth. We need to become uninvolved in the world and involved in the qualities that are reality. And if we can do that, then something's going on inside of us and we have a chance for peace. If we're trying to make peace in the world, it's not going to happen. Our only chance is for us to become peaceful. And then the influence of that in our small circle will spread. And as more and more people become peaceful, more and more of the world will become peaceful. The Quran says that a people will be ruled according to the qualities of the people. Well, what's that mean? What's it mean? You're going to have peaceful rulers if you're peaceful. You're going to have chaotic rulers if you're chaotic. It's not complex and it's not complicated. We each have a job to do. We have to become peaceful. This is our work. And if we can do this work correctly, we have to pray that Allah accepts us and makes us peaceful. Amen.